and we are back episode number 28 yeah that intro sounded silky by the way thank you i did that myself <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate that very proud of you so without further ado um i'd like to welcome you to man crush monday's podcast um with a revolving cast of characters and um nothing but love for the men so you've held this down graciously by the way i know i've been like the guy that's missing in action for those of you who don't know who that is that is um our friend pete who doesn't really hang out very often but i'm here today did you hear that pete's here today guys so without further ado let me just give you guys a rundown of what's happening we are going to be speaking about relationships so for anyone that has taken the opportunity to follow me on social media You've seen that throughout the course of last. Is it recording? Damn. What? (laughs) I see this record button right here. I'm getting nervous. (laughs) Because I'm recording directly in a Logic Pro. I'm learning all about this new gadget he has here. Okay. So, um, like I was saying, um, all this week. Are we recording? Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) All this week, I've gone through the motions of putting up a whole bunch of questions to get people's opinions on relationships. Because a comment that I hear all too often is, men are trash. It's true. And, um... I'd rather not hear statements that um, point fingers without logic. And um, there's no way that any one woman can say that all men are trash because one woman has not dated all men. So you can't say that all men are trash. Um, but we're, we're jumping ahead. So let's let's go into things properly. Let's go on for the introductions. Um, first things first. My name is Joe Chia, also known as African Ash Joe. And uh, <laughs> my my <laughs> my co-host with the mostest, um, Mister. Uh, I'm just regular Pete <laughs> with the complete un- uh, unintentionally in uh, offensive thought perspective. Oh, I'm not here to lie to you ever. The thought perspective is back, ladies and gentlemen. Most Tonight. of you guys have seen my entire closet of skeletons partially open. <laughs> no names, but goddamn. And um, we have a special guest, another one of our lady friends, BXD. because Man Crush Mondays would not be relevant advice for men without a woman's perspective. So I'll allow her to introduce herself. Really? I thought you were going to do it. Nope. I'm Kelly this Augustine, guys. What's your name? Kelly Augustine, folks. <laughs> that, that was a little. <laughs> <laughs> My voice doesn't get very high. What's your Instagram handle so they know you have the strength of the people? My Instagram handle is at Kelly Augustine B. Yeah. There she goes. Let's I get like her, it. Let's get her energy up and running. Um, the B for the BX. The B is because there is a Kelly Augustine on Instagram. So she stole my name. But yours has a blue check next to it. Sure does. So that means. It means I'm the official B. Kelly Augustine blue check. Okay. The B is for blue check. Got it. Ah. Blue check Augustine in the building, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Shut up. Hide your wife, hide your kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so without further ado, let's get into it because we are a little behind schedule. Super. Um, we're changing the format this episode for um, our listeners' pleasure and for a new exciting twist. What we will be doing is we're going to allow our friend here, Miss Kelly Augustine, to give us her opinion on what the dating scene is like in the moment for millennials. Um, 
Pete and I will give our um, remarks, and then what we'll do is we'll open up the phone lines to take a couple calls from some listeners and friends. So, Kelly, I won't just throw you into the lion's den without, like, any proper guidance. Just so, sound off. So what, <laughs> what yeah, I would like that. to know is, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you your age because we don't need to know that, but where are you from? I'm not ashamed. That's If you want to give your age, you should give your age. But we need to know. One, where you're from. Two, how long have you been single? Three, do you think that men are trash? Four, do you think that dating is trash? And five, why? Okay. Go. I am 32. I am from the Bronx. I have been single for a year and a half. Um, well, dang. What was it? Why do, are men trash? Are men trash? Um, men are not trash. Ooh. There are there are good men in this world. Okay. Are they black? <laughs> <laughs> do they? Do I they, don't know. Actually, <laughs> do they frequent the church? Oh God, probably not. Um, I don't think I don't think all men are trash. I think it is the climate is funky right now. Mm. The climate's funky. Tell us more. Um. I guess it goes into the next part of like, do I think dating is trash? And I think dating is trash. Why? Because I don't know if people know how to do it properly. Ooh, let's, let's, oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> she just grabbed a scalpel and we're just going to cut yeah, right Give her a second to saying, unpack that. That's, yeah. yeah. Tell us more. Um, I just, so I was married and then divorced. And I, like, we were together for 10 years. And so the climate is just a hell of different than it used to be. So now it's like, it's way different from 2007. So in other words, you're trying to say that um, Stella got to get a groove back. A little bit. A okay. little bit. Um, so like tr- the transition has been kind of weird. All right. So explain to me, what about the climate as a, a millennial dating in this day and age is weird? What about it? What's changed? Of course, I you mean, talking I'm about not sure 10 years. what has changed. Before I interrupt, I'm sorry. Apologize. Just did. Do you? Consider yourself a millennial first. I, I feel like I'm at the the top of the millennial bracket. You're at the line. I I feel like I got the good at like when internet first started. Like if someone picked up the phone, yeah. it would cut me off. And I feel like that's like the good cutoff okay. for that. I feel like it's like eighty four. Everybody, like Revan right? and Melissa are here. You will hear them in the, in back, the background, just like every other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Because we're gonna, yeah, we're, I feel we, it's like eighty three, eighty four is the cutoff, right? Like eighty three, eighty four. So I'm like at the top of the bracket. Okay. Yeah. So tell us what, like, I need you to dive in. Like, All right. Like you and I, we go back and forth on Instagram a lot yeah. about just like your fashion sense and all these trips you're taking and how you're too busy for your friends. Wow. But how does how does being a successful you, woman you don't of color have to do that to me? How is we're past it. How has being a successful woman of color made it more difficult or easy to date? Um, It's definitely made it a lot more difficult. I'm finding um, a lot of guys are telling me that I'm intimidating. Um, What, what, oh, continue. I'm sorry. I'm working on not cutting people off. No, ask me. What were you going to say? If they tell you you're intimidating, intimidating in what way? That's a great question. I don't know. Why don't you ask? I mean, at that point, I'm just kind of like, all right, this is like, what? Okay, fine. I'm done with this. So if homeboy is fine, fine, like they were saying tonight, if he's uh-huh. fine, 
he seemed to have his shit together. Mm-hmm. And he's mustered up the courage to tell you that you're intimidating. Is that courageous? I mean, he said something. I suppose. I, I'm just being devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. If someone came up to me and said, why are you so approachable? I would ask what gives you that what gives you that perception. Right. And then at that point we could have a further conversation about it. Well, we did have a conversation about it. This one guy told me that um he knew that he couldn't come to me on bullshit. Like he said he had to have his shit together in order to come to me and he wasn't there yet. So, I don't know what that was. But then another guy I started talking to asked me for my Instagram and I was like, "Oh, no, I don't get my Instagram out." Like you knew that he would see it and yeah. be like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I, you know, I just. So I do you like, think oh, no, your Instagram fine. slows down you actually getting the cock? A, okay. Boom. <laughs> I just, yeah. We had been talking for a little bit, and then he he saw my Instagram and stopped talking to me. See? Yeah. What is that? So yeah, <laughs> he told me that it was it was intimidating, but then he started talking about like Drake and Rihanna. And was like, well, if you're going to be with those kind of people, then why would you be with me? It was very confusing. So you know what it is, right? Here's what I'll say. I'm clearly an old man. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm going to go back a little bit based off something you just said. Yeah. To give some perspective. Go ahead. You met a dude and he said, I know that I can't come to you on some bullshit. Right. And he backed away. Yeah. Now. Was this before or after you saw your Instagram, though? This was after. We've okay. been on a few dates at that Okay, point. but either way, he's you've been on a couple dates. Mm-hmm. Did he pay? Yeah. All right. Now, whether he knew your Instagram or not, if said man knew that he did not have his shit together in a way that he deemed like on par with what you had going on in life, right. and he continued to fuck with you knowing that if you got serious, mm-hmm. he would be a fuck up or a letdown, or you would look at him and be like, why would this nigga waste my time? He told N-word. me that he was saving me. Sorry. That's thank you, Pete. He said he was saving he you? He told me he was saving me. What I can tell you from my experience is if a man is telling you he's saving you, you shouldn't second guess him. No, I didn't. I respected him for it. I wasn't mad about it at all. My friends were more upset about it than I was. I thought he was being honest. So. Okay. You know what? I, I respect that. Yeah, I, re- I respected um, him for it. So here's the question. What do you think needs to change to or what do you what do you think needs to happen to improve the dating plane in the I moment? think everyone needs to burn their cell phone. I well, the cell phone thing, I gotta interject a little bit because <sighs> I think the bigger question is why did he think that he wasn't enough? Right. Our most valuable thing is my time. And if y'all had gone on a couple of dates, right. then that means that you had already deemed him worthy. Exactly. So for him to be like, oh, I got to come. Sometimes it's men will fall on this proverbial sword that they don't even need to fall on. Mm-hmm. I found out in my most humblest moments in my lifetime of not having enough money. And it was at a period where I was like kind of sabotaging everything. I wasn't ready, but I was messing with some pretty bad joints. I just was like, listen, hold on. I can only do Applebee's right now. Hold on. If yeah. men are honest about this situation, they'll go a lot further because women, especially black women, they'll work with you and they'll support you. So the real question is, why did he think he was not enough? And why is he like where? I honestly think straight? he was just making an excuse because we also further into that conversation. Um, he had told me that 
he has a hard time committing because he there it is feels now. like he has too many options because he's like he's thirty he's an engineer he's six four you know like tall dark handsome educated all these things so he was like I feel like I have lots of options and so it gets hard for me like I start feeling like I'm not making the right decision and so he just dates everyone so here's yeah. wait before he's we, just messy before I get back to my question for you. I'd like to give Pete a round of applause. Oops. Oh, that's <laughs> not. He <laughs> the wrong button. He oh started with the laugh track. Damn, I'm Yikes. all the keys. Why don't you label your keys on this board? I'm all my keys. No more like, wine for Jim. Uh, we won't don't guess. Don't guess. Don't guess. <laughs> Yeah, Y'all gonna a, love that out. That was an epic no fail. No more <laughs> wine for Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank there we you. go. See, we have claps, a live studio audience. Claps from the, oh, from the peanut gallery. Saw. But um, I'd like to give You're Pete a round of applause. A round of applause because Pete just admitted to his shit. Yeah, that was what? that was brilliant. You did. I don't really hide it. I know yeah. who I was. At that point, I was what hey. 30, 31. I know hey. who I was. Hey, hey. Except except the the round of applause. That's take it. Take the accolade. Yeah. Um, but it's not about you. It's oh, about wow. the ladies. So, um, back to you, Miss Augustine. Um, what do you think would improve dating? I think there's uh, there's a certain level of, like, of accessibility that makes people think that they have more options than they actually do. And so, like, you could be on a date looking for another date if you so chose. You know what I mean? Like, you could be on a date on an app looking for the next person to go to at 1030. Mm. So I think there is just like, there's too many options where people just like, don't want to explore anything. Like someone can do one thing wrong and then they're like, uh, I'm done with this. I want to go on to the next one. I agree. I'm not about the cancel culture though. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I don't often, I don't often agree with people (laughs) Uh, for for shits and giggles. I often disagree with folks, (laughs) but um, you know, I think the one thing that's actually like damned our generation when it comes to dating is that there are too many options, right? People's ability to pay attention to one person is um, diluted, right? Because here's the deal. In maybe 85, two years before I was born, if a dude met a girl and liked her and he liked, she liked him just a little bit and they were kicking it and it was safe. Or they both had 50-50 feelings of, of being comfortable in that arrangement. It was likely that they would stick it out and make shit work. But today, yeah. today, a guy could be dealing with a girl and everything could be fine. And she could see, see him like somebody's photo it's over. on Instagram and be like, oh, I right, he wants to play. And now he's got Jaquan. Well, she's got Jaquan, Nelson. And Christopher all in her DMs. And she's like, oh, he wants to give other people attention. But I think that too, that depends on just like the level of maturity of the person that you're with. But that's another problem. Okay. I hear you. I feel like I feel like a lot of folks aren't as mature as they should be these days. That's yes. That's right. Fair. It's always been a thing where they say women mature um faster than men. And that's not something that I would actually argue with. Mm-hmm. But in this day and age, plenty of people are not maturing at all. They're yeah. living in a very childish like mind frame. Would you like the old man to chime in? Yes. Please, Father Time. Okay. So, Father Time has to say, um, in agreement with young Yousef, uh, everybody wants the shortest distance to the end of a line. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't want to make the three rights and go around the block. Right. We are in a state of emergency. Emergency, right? Where the men have always wanted a direct line to the coochie. Mm-hmm. Okay? A direct line to everything. Because anyone is going to use, and and I and I think it's it's both male female, mm-hmm. because you before all of the social media, which is really counterproductive and actually makes you less social, yeah, because these right. kids are not even they don't even know how to talk Can't to people function. or court, right? Like where's the courting? Men don't know how to date anything, right? Right. You have a situation where it expands your network in the palm of your hand from the 15 to 20 people you know and then their networks with the exchange of phone numbers to my man just moved to Cali and he hangs with these six girls and I'm going to L.A. soon. Boom. One is a thought. Mm -hmm. And I know she going to let me smash because she's been acting crazy in my DMs. Right. Meanwhile, I've been actively dating two women at home one that I really like, but I found out she just got out of a relationship and she's a little nervous and we only had sex one time. Okay. I'm going to L.A. to bust this chick wide open oh, wow. with no consequences. Okay. It may be and no it's condom. all, and, and possibly, yep, and it's all in the palm of my hand. Right. So the scary part is the men have the advantage and we've lost that edge of caring. For yes, me, for me, Instagram is has been fun. It's been great. Have I smashed chicks off of Instagram? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wait. However, wait, wait, oh, my oh my God. God. However, <laughs> you know you're not going to get anything of substance unless you're really into the person. Right. I'm not knocking the way that it, it just makes it too easy and accessible for men to just go in there, get what they need, get out. Yeah. Because women handle things a little bit more emotionally, a lot more emotionally. Yeah. And not, a lot of them are not really in there to get what they need. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's taken a little bit of a serious turn because it's not Tinder. If you watch someone's Instagram long enough, you can completely vet them and see what they're about as long as they're not 100% artificial. But even the artificial people slip up and you can see cracks of who they really are if you're right. just watching and not touching anything. Right. That's a fact. So... We all put people through the ringer through who they know, who they follow, and mm-hmm. it's become a serious metric. Mm-hmm. But it's made all of the men lazy. Yeah, a thousand percent. And then when you add the music, and I love the music, that all you got to do is get some Molly, some weed, and buy her a Birkin. Right. And she's going give to give you everything. Right. We, these kids don't even know how it's to love over. properly. It's now, over. I'm not that old. I'll be 39. But a four-year gap? It makes a huge it's difference. Huge. What? It makes a huge difference. I know what real music and real movies are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I'm okay with being detached from social media. I'm actually I've gotten worse at it. And I need to be better because I just I don't care to post. I forgot how to be like I was like, should I post this? Yeah. Is it a good time? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's made men lazy and you, and they don't have to change the format. Yeah. I don't really gotta do anything because somewhere out there. One of these girls is going to be with the shits. Right. Now, not to speak from a woman's perspective, but to speak as a young man viewing things on Instagram and social media. Mm-hmm. 
social media has become a woman's weapon of choice. In what way? For whatever they're looking for. Hold on, let me check it's, in with the audience. It's, it's about to get dangerous. Okay. Well, do you agree you with this? Where are you going with this, Joseph? Let me let me say. Okay. Okay. Prime example. There are plethoras of young women that might pass our um that might pass our Instagram our Instagram group chat that are on Instagram. Oh yeah. Like skinfully clad or scantily. Scantily, sorry. Skinfully. Skinfully. What? Hallelujah. Guys, this is a Bronx education. <laughs> Give him a second. Yeah. Yep. Give him a second. <laughs> Come on, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> Bish, what? What? All right, so, right. Instagram has become a situation where it's it acts as a modeling agency for some women. For other women, it acts as a agent to get flued out. <laughs> Flown. No, no, no. Flued. Flued out. Oh, it's flued out? Father time. Flued out. Oh, hold Keep up. up. Father, Father time. time. Keep up. Flued out. What? Come on. You can hit the laugh track. I remember the button. Well, that one is appropriate as well. <laughs> Good job. You played yourself. <laughs> Congratulations. So it has to be. That's the applause. There okay. we go. All right. Yellow for claps. But what I was saying is Just like women are, getting, women are getting flued out all over the world. Are they? Um, Mel, you yes. got to help me out. Yes, women are getting flued out all over the world. You got to think. There was a story Reve would be able to tell you better. <laughs> I've definitely flown some joints. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, before Instagram, though. But Instagram is is pretty much the the opportunity for women to make to let it be known. Hey, you want to shoot a shot? Shoot Step a behind shot. the three point line and shoot your shot. Become correct. There are a lot of women that have never graced a catwalk or seen a swept backdrop. They got four that bookings have, in their profile. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> I know a couple of them. They my homies. <laughs> but what are we booking you for, actually? Have you ever seen a call sheet? Right. Yeah. Right. So you get what I'm saying? Call it's, log. And it's, not to, and it's not to talk <laughs> shit because people like our friend Kelly and some of the other young ladies we may be speaking to later on this evening have built empires or built Legit careers business. off of social media. So it's a gift and a curse, right? Right. Um, I was speaking to a friend of mine and he said something to me a little while ago and he said the times are the tides are changing and things are getting a lot more dangerous because women are slowly but surely becoming the men that broke their hearts. Yikes. That's been like that over like since forever. Right, though. but what makes it so Seriously. much more but what I'm saying about the 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 vast amount of options and the lack of a, a attention or the ability to pay attention to people for a long period of time is that look if you're dating a young lady and you really feeling her and y'all have a disagreement, it's very likely that she could be gone or she could just dog you out. But that's not a, that's not a social media thing. That's um, just the woman that you're dealing with. Right. But the options, the, the, the options that she has are, but there are presented. Aren't very many options. Uh, well, <coughs> I'm not culture wise. Black men are getting locked up at an alarming rate. Right. Why? And the acceptance of, I'm speaking for the brown people because I'm brown, guys, just so you know. Um, the women, I have four sisters, you have to either accept one of these things or all. Right. He either has a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's undereducated. Okay. He's been to jail once. Right. 
So one of those things is in in play, and the guy that doesn't have it in play is the thirty year old engineer is that knows, jerk. right? Yo, this fish tank but is that's what I'm saying. Wild but right that's now. That's what I'm saying. Like there aren't that many options. Like for me, I've had women to ask me, "Are you gay?" And I'm like. No, uh, you don't yeah. have any kids and you're, you've never been locked yeah, up. Like, what's and wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's very interesting because there aren't that many black men. So I was like, ooh, 2019, I'm about to get me a white man. White men don't talk to me either. <laughs> so it's just like, womp, womp. Like, just because they don't know how to. I find that, like, white men don't know how to approach us either. I mean, especially in New York, I feel like it just... I don't know. I, I have don't a lot know of, what it is. I have a lot of white male friends. Let me just say that to make it clear. Same. But, but Put me on. What's up? White men look at women of color as if they are unicorns. They and are. They can't bring, you can't bring them home, can't marry them. If you do, you are the black sheep of the family. Don't get it twisted. So, so white women are enamored by your hair. They don't understand it. Right. Your, your hair is more complex than a, than a space mission to the moon. Okay. Because it stands up when theirs falls down. Okay. They've never seen a woman whose ass sits on her back like okay. women of color. Okay. And they just want to examine. They they This is the men or white women? White men. Oh. I don't no. I don't I, I don't know if I could agree, Joe, because I hate the Give you guys the truth, but the white women are trying to look like the black women lately. But that's the, also the problem. But that's why. There are that's so why. many barriers here. That there are millions of barriers There's against me. There's a lot me. of layers. So many things against me right now. I mean, I just feel like I'm just like banging my head against the wall. For real. And yeah. then at this age, you too. You think you wear a scarlet letter after your divorce? Like you were like. That, so that was another thing that actually came up. This guy. I hope he hears this. I might actually drop him the link. You should send this to him. I might drop him the link. Send this to the man. Another thing that came up in the same conversation, he was telling me that he was um, intimidated by me being divorced and him feeling like he couldn't measure up to my ex-husband. When they're literally, I never mentioned it. I never compared him. Why is he talking about your ex-husband? Because he is ridiculous. I think he was just really (laughs) pulling at straws, trying to find, like just trying to find something. To make sense, he's trying to find ways out. He literally, and I—I I mean, I'm very. I like, ex-husbands. I, I ain't even going. I'm, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, you're you're my ex-husband for a reason. Yeah, you know I mean, like there is nothing to be compared to. So. Right. right. Ex-husband for a reason. That I only use that because we don't have gunshots. We're trying to keep it. I'm saying. Yeah, I like that. That's PG. Um. <sighs> but yes, I do. Yeah, I often find I have to um, explain it a lot um and like i'll be having a really good conversation with someone and then i'll have to i feel like it's something i have to bring up like pretty early on that you were married already you don't i it it comes up though because guys will (laughs) what happens is when i try not to talk about it Mm -hmm. guys will be like well why is someone like you single I get this because the last nigga didn't work out. Yeah, and then I have to be like, well, you know, it's kind of complicated, and it always like I have to. I find myself explaining myself a lot between the Instagram and the divorce and the this and then that. I'm always explaining myself. So you know what, Kelly? Here's something that I've had to come to terms with. Um, I think I'm the youngest person at the table in a moment, and it's that always the youngest in the room, Joe. You're youngest in our group chat. That feels amazing. Thank you. Um, 
it just comes up that um the past is is only relevant in terms of how it built your character everything else does not matter when when there are men over the age of 25 that is that are concerned with who you were fucking with before them it's a very slippery slope now if you were fucking with somebody when you were when if you were fucking with somebody when they started talking to you that's different but if it's somebody from your past listen you know what you are you, you a history buff like what's up you know what I'm not. I'm not big in the history. We should just leave this alone because it show. It's a sign. Hey, don't get it wrong. It's a I sign of people in the room. It's a sign of <laughs> insecurity. Now. Yes, that essentially the guy that I'm talking about was just insecure about a lot of things. It seemed. Kelly. But I think they're. I think they're using yes. it. Because they're, they're grading your Instagram. Um, yeah. Things like that. That's for me. That's where the love got lost. It's a um, part of it. It's too much of a metric, and it, and it matters too much. But I I think what let me just say it the way I would normally say it at home. These kids. <laughs> the youth them. They, if Instagram was just gone tomorrow, everybody's going to, like, discover, like, 10 different new bird species because they'll be looking up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to look at there's other things going on. Right. Um, I, for one... I'm pretty protective, like, over, like, my personal life. I actually get into this discussion a lot with my lady. And it's, there's certain things I just really don't, you know, I'm, I have four sisters. I don't really post my sisters. Um, my mother, uh, like, a little but It's just certain things, like, I just, I'm not accepting of just giving everything away. And, I, and, and there's just, just this need for social media re- relevancy, like, tune into my channel. Like, you got to remember why people... Like it's are enga- engaging, you know, you're not going to go into like some of your journals and some of the stuff from your marriage and you've been doing Instagram for a minute. And if you are a year and a half, that means that part of your journey, you were married. Yeah. But they don't come to you for that. Right. So why are you projecting that? And I think we need to start being more careful about how we weight this shit in our lives, because a lot of people are going into their kids and they're not giving their kids even a right to say, oh, my son, he's popping. He's going to be this, have a page. But when your son turns 11, he's going to be like, why did you do this? I'm not even this guy. You know what I'm saying? And I think you really have to have this delicate fiber with the way you handle things and how you weight all of the social media stuff because it's it's getting out of control. It is. You said the fear of being single? Okay. I'm going to do... Melissa says it's the appearance of being single in the Instagram dating world. The appearance of being single. Let me explain some to you. I don't think y'all understand this. Being in a relationship is the biggest opposite sex magnet you could ever post on social media. Is it though? Being in a relationship is the biggest social media magnet, a biggest magnet you could put on to social media for the opposite. Oh sex. no, they come to fuck your shit up, yo. Yeah. Oh, believe it, yo. I, I've seen it. There's yeah. a reason. The one time I was did my shit on social media was public, was Facebook before Instagram. Yeah, Facebook. My oh, relationship God. was over in forty days. Yeah, found out she's. I can say it. It's my <laughs> story. Okay, she smashed the dude in a bathroom in a bar and like all oh. this crazy shit. Now, mind you. She's in her mid-20s, and at the time, I was 28. Uh-huh. And, you know, 
I don't know the value of mid-20s while I'm in the middle of mid-20s. Right. But 10, 11 years ago, I could look back at it and go, damn, I was young. I didn't have to. But at that time, it was, you know, and there were people telling me about my relationship before I even knew what was up. Right. So I had to confront her with, this is what the streets are saying, and it's all over Facebook. Right. Yikes. After that, I was like, oh, it's nah. it's intense. It's intense. No, nah, my, my mean, shit is my, the house is for that. What's for the house is for the house. Right. I had a lot of people um, once I moved out of my house and like I took my ring off and everything like that. Wow. And, and they think they took they took ownership of your personal oh, life. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. But that I'm, yeah. that is exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, it got I mean, I still was functioning because it's my job. Like I was still mm. functioning and posting like regularly. But um, people would notice that I was in a different place or they would notice that I didn't have a ring on or that they just weren't seeing my husband anymore. Um, and I was getting a lot of DMs. Like, people were really upset with me. Um, do you wish you hadn't posted him? Do you wish you hadn't posted him? No. It's part, it was are part of gonna, my journey. Are we, do we, are we giving the, the mic to Melissa? Okay. Um, it was part of my journey, though. So a lot of people found me from my wedding pictures. Um, and so, like... Because it ended up being posted a lot of places. And, and people were like, one girl said to me, like, you were, like, the pinnacle of black love to me. And, like, now I don't have hope. And I was like, sis, like, wow. you were putting way too much You were loud and me. wrong in my conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> that is a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? And um, social social media, like, you do feel so connected to people. Um and I've had guys who, like, I've gone on one date with who still watch my stories. And, like, it, it's just crazy. It's Call like that you, lurking. It, he's ab- they're absolutely lurking. <laughs> you are totally, you are 100% the double eye emoji yeah, all the time. for the end of your life. Yeah. but And 100%. it's just, like, um, I, I would like for it to not be that way. But I think that it, it definitely is a barrier when it comes to dating. Um, depending on how you're using social media. So now, peep this, right? Peep this, right? Real quick, real quick. So, if you go back on my Instagram about two and a half years ago, you'll see that I actually stopped posting personal things on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I stopped sharing things about me and my girl on my Instagram. Every once in a while, like if we had a Coachella, if we had a music festival. Did you, you get might- a couple of questionable DMs? Now's the time to say it. She's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm sure she knows. What, what would happen is I would get like sideways comments from girls that I used to date. Oh, that's cute. Oh, y'all look so nice together. And it's like, Haters. You ain't got no time? You you ain't got nothing better to do. You mm-hmm. like Bill Pay? No, they'll do the salt and plain sight though, bro. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, now, the other side of that, and I understand why people share it, is because my you average my average, my average, average amount of likes on a post right now is anywhere between 200 and 400. Mm-hmm. Anywhere between there. When I so had, 300. When I had, oh, th- there you go, mathematician. Sorry, education. You want some more jerk salmon? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cooking is a weapon. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like... I would post photos when I had 3,000 followers, half the number of followers I have now, I would post a photo of me and my girl or a, a, a picture of a plate with both of our hands in it, and I would get 700 to 1,000 likes. People like black love. Yeah, people like black love, but people like really? to mind your people business, too. People also like being nosy. Yes, they like, that's, the, that's the bigger thing. I think they double tap to be like, I see you, player. Right, like, okay, and it's I not see even like hand. You don't even really, you don't really fuck with this. No. Nope. Just literally, you're just being nosy. Yeah. 
You're just being nosy. That's all that it is. That's all it really is. Yeah. But um, to bring I think, it back, yeah, I think I think we got a little bit too far off topic. Yeah. Um, I think it's time that we go to the phone lines and start mm-hmm. speaking to other millennials to get their take on um, to get their take on dating as a millennial. Caller number one, what's your name? <laughs> Where are you from? This is Blake, and I'm from Chicago. Blake from Chicago. Thanks for calling in. We um, we, we really appreciate you for calling in. <laughs> um, of course. I, th- I think that Kelly is going to lead off with the questions. Um, I would be right. really interested to know, Blake, how different, like, how was your experience in Chicago? Because we were just talking about experiences in New York. I wonder if it's any different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've lived in New York, and obviously I live in Chicago. I don't think that they're hmm, – that's not true. I was going to say I don't think that they're very different, but I actually do think that they're very different um, because New Yorkers tend to have a like a very focused mentality in terms of what they're in New York for. Mm-hmm. Most people that I came into contact with when I lived in New York weren't native New Yorkers, right? So everybody moved there with the goal of accomplishing something. And I think millennials, we tend to think of dating as a distraction from that accomplishment. So most people weren't looking for serious relationships. They were looking for, you know, something to do in the moment, but Nobody wanted like real relationships because it distracted from the reason you upped and decided to pay three thousand dollars a month in rent, <laughs> and nobody <laughs> had kind of time to be wasting. <laughs> um, Chicago's a little different in that I think people maybe are a little bit more relationship oriented, but the window to meet someone is so small because it's brutal here ten months out of the year. Yeah. So I think just meeting someone is really, really hard. And when you do, it's during the summer. And who wants to, like, get involved with something new when the weather's great and right. there are beautiful women and gorgeous men everywhere? Like, it's just a little bit harder to pin somebody down, mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah. And I wonder, too, we were just talking about Instagram and how it's been kind of a barrier for me with dating. Has it been an issue for you? Um, interesting. I don't know if Instagram itself has been a barrier for me. I have ran into like the one-off dudes here and there who are intimidated by, you know, Insta fame or whatever you want to call it. But I don't pay those men any mind because if something like Instagram can intimidate you, I'm going to eat you alive. So you should probably just keep it. Right. Um, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But I do because my job is so social media oriented, again, I find it difficult to meet people. I work from home right. most of the time. Same. And when I do go out to work related things, I'm around other female content creators. And so just being around, you know, straight, eligible men. It's unlikely. It's not that easy for me to come up. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, un- it's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We had a conversation earlier this week, Blake, around dating as mm-hmm. a millennial. And um mm-hmm. you gave me some very valid and um important points. Um a lot of women in a millennial age bracket feel that men are trash. And 
It's too blanket of a statement. Yeah, it's a really big blanket statement. It is. But what I want you to hone on for our audience is I would like for you to dive in and explain to us, one, do you feel that men are trash? And two, if you do, why? If you don't, why not? Okay. (laughs) I'm going to get eaten alive for this. Okay. Yes, I do feel men are trash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Do do you feel like you said men men are trash? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sound the alarm. Yeah, I do think that men are trash. My reason for it is probably a little different than most people because my reason is very macro and not necessarily individual. that said, it does trickle down to people's individual behaviors, but we can get to that later if you want. What I mean by men are trash is that the default state of maleness in and of itself is trash. <laughs> and here's why. Male, being a man in today's society, as it is dictated by society, means being hypermasculine. It means being hypersexual. Mm-hmm. It means being emotionally either unaware or unexpressive. It means all of these things that are toxic. Like that's what we teach little boys. It means to be a man. You got to sleep with as many women as you can. If you tell her how you feel about her, you're soft. If you are a virgin, then you're lame. If you um, t- if you're emotionally expressive, it means you're gay in the most pejorative and derogatory way. We teach little boys that they have to be toxic to be a man. Like mm-hmm. that in and of itself is trash. It's kind of like default whiteness. Yes, you we teach them that they are superior, that everyone else is inferior. And it takes someone who is self-aware and willing to be vulnerable and honest with themselves to unlearn, not just not do, but unlearn the toxic behaviors that they've been taught. So if you're a man who hasn't taken the time to unlearn those things about yourself, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're trash. Damn. Wow. So, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Damn. You unpack a so now, does this have you, like, completely jaded in a sense of, are you going to, and this is not me being negative at all, when I look at some of the, the books about dating and the self-help, and, I, and I've been in relationships before, and, you know, the girl I was dating at the time was like, oh, I read this book, and it's really good, and it talks about how men, I go, well, did you look at the Arthur? I'm willing to bet that she's either a divorcee or she's been single all of her life, and 90% of the time, it's usually a white woman with silver hair who's in her 60s who's been single because she just cut herself off, and she's given all of this information about, are you completely jaded, or are you still going to get out there and and get in the game based on what you know? I mean, obviously, I'm always going to get out there and get in the game. I think that we are, as humans, are genetically wired to seek companionship. There's something like 1% of the human population who can thrive without human companionship. So, of course, I'm going to get back out there. Now, what I will say is even that analysis to say, like, oh, she's single or she's a divorcee is, again, this framing that women, that men have created that says a woman is only valuable if she is somehow attached to a man. So just because she's single doesn't mean that what she's saying isn't 
valid or that she's not fulfilled in some way or that she a lot of times women are single because we've learned some shit we've said i'm not gonna settle for trash now i think i think being able to analyze it in the way that i do certainly makes dating more difficult for me because again there are a lot of men that i recognize haven't done the work on themselves to be a valuable partner to me they might work for somebody else, but they're not going to work for me. That that said, I do think that those men exist. I think that there are tons of men out there who have taken the time to heal themselves from the wounds that society has inflicted upon them. And those men, I give them all the props. But at the same time, it's like you also don't get a cookie for being decent. And a lot of people are just failing to even be decent. So here's my question for you, Blake. I touched on the, the social media thing, being lazy. What I want to know for you is, because you're very well-spoken, um, I told you I feel this very week, strongly. I told you this week that um, you, had, you, had top, you had top five answers in terms of why men are trash. But um, mm-hmm. this platform is not designed to help point it out. The goal is to help correct it. So I I know Mm -hmm. in your answers that you've given already, you've given us some insight into how you think they can fix it. But put it into the I don't want to say simplest terms. Action pointless. Yes. Not even action pointless. Action items. What would be the top three things that you could that you could suggest to change this the, the, the situation on the dating front? Right. Because I don't think that all men want to be trash, right? Learn behaviors, mm-hmm. learn behaviors and things of that nature are things that we cannot um, help, right? What we learn versus what we, um, versus how we behave are two totally different things. We can actively work on our behavior, but what, we, what we've learned or what's been ingrained in our personalities as a person is not something that changes very easily. It's something that we have to one, identify and then two, attack. So if you can, what do you think needs to happen to um, improve the dating plan? I would say one therapy, everybody, male and female, and anyone who identifies different other uh, otherwise. Um, I think therapy is very important to not only identify our own issues and baggage and triggers, but it also teaches you effective means of communicating what those issues and triggers are to other people who don't share those same triggers. Um, And it just helps people to helps you to understand people better. Um, So I would say therapy. I would say a lot of these self-help books as the, um, as Pete mentioned, there's a lot of useful information and I'm not talking like, Steve Harvey, right? I'm talking like people who can help you <laughs> think like a man. Understand, understand things like toxic masculinity, who can understand, you know, how gender role plays into how we interact with other people. So informative, educational, like scholarly, academic based books. Um, and then I think that men should have more intimate and I don't when I say intimate I don't mean physical but just more intimate relationships with other men I think that that's something that we as women tend to have pretty strongly and 
it provides a check system for us. It, it provides a sounding board for someone who can say, Blake, you, you are very out of pocket right now. Or the way you treated that man was unnecessary, or you were too harsh, or you were too quick to judge him and throw, write him off. My girlfriends will call me on those things. And so I think it's important that men sort of have that same sounding board. And I think we tend to penalize men for having intimate relationships with other men. Again, we we write them off as soft or gay or whatever it is and so they don't have that same sense of community you know what men have group chats we have, let's we have, just be honest we have group chats yeah i was gonna say we that. have group chats but they're no, not as dependable but do you but they don't yeah i was gonna say i don't think it's like we as emotional call each other out yeah when i'm um, trash what they drag I, the skin off me so here's the thing here's the thing right i can say that i'm that guy if my boy is doing some fucked up shit i'm gonna call him out no, but <laughs> Pete, for the better for the better amount of time that you've known me, if you have ever done some shit that was questionable, have I ever sat back and just go, hmm? No, you don't. You haven't liked every woman that I've ever been in. That's not what I'm asking that you. That is for sure. No, that's what I'm saying. You, you, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you'll be like, listen, this is not really the best look for you. Like, we'll chime in, you know, but it, it's... I think when men are feeling yeah. vulnerable, though, there is no space for that. Like, I don't I know when my my ex-husband was suffering from depression and all that stuff, he felt like he didn't have he didn't like he didn't have the space outside of me. Like he didn't have friends or anyone like that to really have those conversations with. And I think that is really important. I think what Blake is saying is, is important. Yeah. You know, what? I agree with you. Right. This week when we were having that conversation. I was sitting on I'm sitting on my couch and my lady kept looking at me and go, Why are you making those faces? I'm like, damn, man, she's being harsh. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I couldn't disagree with anything that you were saying. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's hard hearing. It's it. hard to hear. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's hard to hear. And I think that that's the problem though. I mean, again, it's I come I parallel maleness because it is a privileged identity with whiteness because it is also a privileged identity in the sense that like when someone's telling you how your behaviors are harmful to the people around you it's hard to hear it's hard to swallow that especially when your intentions are not malicious but at the end of the day impact is far more important than intent will ever be so if what you're doing is harmful it doesn't matter that you didn't intend for it to be harmful and so a lot of people look at themselves (laughs) i said that impact is always more important than intent will ever be and i think most people all of us we look at ourselves and we consider ourselves decent good people so when someone looks us in the face and says what you're doing is damaging it's traumatic it's not what good people do most of us our natural reaction is to be like whoa bro who defensive you talking to? yeah yeah it's to get defensive instead of to listen and say okay maybe you're right and if so how do i fix that about myself your point has been extremely valuable. I think Pete might have a question for you, though. Not so much as a okay. question as in maybe if I could help with some of the honesty that I've realized in my lifetime. And I'll be 40 in a year and a half. Um, I've always said, and my da- it's something my dad 
left for me is like really like a tiger doesn't change his stripes. He just moves a little bit slower as he ages, right? I think we all know what everybody is capable of. Um, I tend to like showing my stripes to who I'm dating, almost to a fault because sometimes people use your past against you. But I really want to show my mate, this is where I've been and this is where I'm trying to be because we all have different walks on how we get to the end of a line. But what I know about men is they're not really going to stop until they get to that point where they want to stop. And it has nothing to do with, um, it has something to do with the sensitivity, but a lot of us just don't like headaches and we're, and we're just tired. You're literally just tired. You don't want to have to be dating three and four women. You got to call all four of them at 11 o'clock to say goodnight. You got to remember what you said to this one. It, it gets exhausting. So a lot of us that go on the timeout and just say, look, I'm done, are really kind of just tired of the game or we want to get on with our lives sooner than better. And, and I noticed that Midwestern men especially um, and Southern men like to get to it and get to the families a lot earlier. But in New York, we drag it out because there's such a pool and you don't, you're not forced to make a decision because you don't really have to. So... That's where I'm at. So before oh, that breaks my heart. Before we let right. you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, go, yeah. Babe, um, if you could leave the gentleman listening to Man Crush Monday's podcast with um, one of your do not do's. Oh, goodness. With one of your do not do's in dating. First 10 dates. That's a little no. First yeah, five. Yeah, I'm dates. like five, maybe first, three ooh, even. First five <laughs> dates. Give us give us one do not do for okay. the man. Like when we that, get into ten dates. That 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 is trying to court you and garner your attention. Who I feel I feel like I should have had this question in advance. Um I just came up with a song. Do not do there are so many of them. Um trying to think what's my biggest turn off or um kelly what do you not want men to do in the first five days kelly what do you want men not to do on the first five days um i want men to not bullshit me i think essentially like i would <laughs> that i mean that is really i think all it boils down to is just like being as upfront as possible like if your intentions are to just come in and have a few dates that's fine if your intention is like by date two and a half you're trying to beat that's cool, but just, like, let me know that that is what it is so that I'm not <laughs> trying to make more of it than it is, you know? Like, just, I think for me, it's just really just, like, being upfront about what your intentions are. Oh, you just opened the gate. We're about to let you go. This is the last question I'm going to ask you because we have a couple <laughs> other people to have call in. But, Blake, okay. are yeah, you Yeah, that's a tough one for me because it's a whole list of things. Are you accepting a gentleman's approach? If he comes to you with the look. A DM. If he comes to you with the look. I think you're an attractive young lady. Um, I think your energy is amazing. I love how confident you are, and I'd love to get to know you. I don't want to be your man, but I would love to ruffle your feathers. <laughs> um, At this stage of my life, no. I totally respect that, though. And here's the thing. I think a lot of men misunderstand an unwillingness to participate 
and they think that that means you don't respect them being honest. It's like, yes, I appreciate you being honest with me, brother. Thank you so much for not wasting my time. But that, unfortunately, is not what I am looking for. I would rather that than someone who lies to try to get what they want and then they be, then the, then they switch up on you. So it's like, yes, I can respect that you told me the truth. You telling me the truth, though, does not mean that you're going to get what you want. So those two things have to be understood. So if he came to me and was like, hey, I'm just trying to have a little fun right now, I'm going to be like, I appreciate that, but we're not looking for the same things. Boom. And that's that's the end of the conversation. And I don't think he's trash for that. I think that that's what an honest, that's like, honest. decent person does is you you are upfront about what you want, but j- just because that's what you want don't mean it's what you're going to get. Amen. So with that, thank you very much for calling in, Blake. Um, won't you do us thank a favor you, and give You're our, welcome and give our Thanks listeners give our listeners your um social media handle so they can follow you and keep up with your um very stern and well spoken <laughs> ways. <laughs> I hope I didn't sound too stern and mean. Um, my social media handles are Sign Blake on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. It's all the same. Well, Miss Sign Blake, thank you very much for calling into Man Crush Mondays. This is Joe Chia. Kelly Augustine. And regular Pete. Thank you for calling in. Thank you all for tuning in this episode of Man Crush Mondays. This episode by far got way longer than what we were expecting it to get. So we're going to be cutting it into two parts. For the listeners in the moment, it seems like a bad idea. But it works out in the long run. So instead of you guys having to wait another two weeks for the next episode, the second part of this episode will be airing a week from today. So we'd like to thank everyone that's been a part of this episode. And we ask that you tune back in next Monday morning at 8 a.m. for the latest and greatest episodes of Man Crush Monday's podcast. Thank you for listening.